This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Before Jesse and I could start recording, we had to mess with the levels because, you know, I think when you have toddlers, you expect them to kind of get into things. But when you have teenagers, you don't expect that the podcast recording equipment is going to be the hot item to mess around with. Mm-hmm. Catherine had some friends over the other night and I don't even know how long they spent down here in our quote studio, which is basically just my office with our little Rodecaster Pro equipment and the microphones, but they were probably down here for a good hour. Really? An hour. Just all taking turns at the mic and recording themselves and messing around with all the sound effects. And they were like, this is so cool. And these are 16 and 17 year old boys that are finding this so cool. So I was like, okay, okay. You think it's really cool that I have a podcast? I'll I'll be the cool mom. But hopefully we got all the levels fixed. Jesse, did you know that it's National Donut Day? I did not. Not until I got home and everybody was saying something about it. Well, it must you, have been a really big deal for you guys. You know, well, what was so fascinating is so this morning we went to drop Catherine off. She is going to be at junior senior retreat all weekend with um, her school, and you had to take Caitlin to ice skating. And so 
you took Caitlin and baby D and I took Silas and Catherine and Kirsten because Silas wanted to go to Barnes and Noble because he sells sports cards and he's all into sports cards. And Barnes and Noble is the only place right now locally, I guess, that sells, that gets shipments of sports cards in because Target stopped carrying them. Anyway, Barnes and Noble did not open till nine and we needed to drop Catherine off at 745 ish. And so I said, okay, I was like, well, I guess we could go get donuts. And so he put it into ways to go to Krispy Kreme. And literally right after we started driving and we said, okay, we're going to go get donuts. And then, you know, we'll have a little bit of time and Uh then we'll go to Barnes and Noble. I get a text from my sister who helps with posting the deals on Money Saving Mom. So we literally put it into ways, made the decision. I get a text and she's like, it's National Donut Day today. Maybe you could post on Instagram. I think people would be excited about that. And I was like, I can't remember the last time that I have just randomly decided we're going to get donuts. Yeah, that's kind of serendipitous, you know? It's, it was and- weird. I, I literally had to look it up online because I was like, am I just... It, Surely not, but nope. June 4th, National Donut Day. So we got to go to Krispy Kreme along with a lot of other people people. and waited in a very long line, but we got free donuts. And the nice thing on Donut Day is that you can pick any donut that they have. And we got there quite early in the morning. Even the real fancy ones? Yes. I got the Oreos and cream. Uh So it had the, I mean, it was usually a very expensive donut. And it was completely free. We paid nothing. And we also killed a lot of time too and got to Barnes and Noble right as they were opening. But anyway, so I guess I picked a really good day to get donuts. Speaking of camp, Jesse, you are also going to camp this Mm -hmm. weekend. You want to tell us a little bit about your plans for the weekend? Well, we are having our annual, well, it's actually saying like, Every two years, not annual, because we didn't do anything last year. You guys did. We didn't. Because um, we got in right before COVID. Yep. But. So um, our trip got canceled last year. But we're taking our annual trip for the student ministries and for um, my group of boys. I've got a few going, so I'll be going with them. And we're going to be doing paintball and whitewater rafting and kayaking and having a good time. So looking forward to it. I find it interesting because the difference of we had, you know, all these beautiful pink balloons and gorgeous setup and lots of worship music and yes, funny games. And we did disco and everybody, uh, silent disco and everybody dressed up and everything. And then the boys, you guys are having fun. (laughs) Ours was fun too. (laughs) It just maybe wasn't quite as adventurous, risky, probably. So hopefully, when you have to sign waivers with signing your life away, that gives you pause. It's been a long time since you've done whitewater rafting. I've never gone whitewater rafting. Oh, I thought you. I thought we had gone. Nope. Okay. Well, I went. We talked about going, but we never went. I guess that was back before we were married. Okay, we went. It was a long time ago, and I was kind of freaked out about it just because they, again, you have to sign the waivers Mm -hmm. and you have to do the training ahead of time and they tell you all the risk and here's what you do if you flip and all that. And Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I, I remember it was, it was a long time ago, but I remember it being fun. I think sometimes though it looks cooler <laughs> than it actually feels when you're on the raft. Cause I think it looks really cool, but it's a little bit scarier when you're the one that it's like, if this tips over. Yeah. Well, you were in Colorado, right? Yes. But I think that's the only time I've done it. So I'd really like to go again. We were almost going to go. That's right. We yeah, were almost going we to go and then it didn't work out. Well, I hope you have a great time and I'm sure you'll have some stories to share next week. I forgot to say that we are going to be talking about peace in the middle of chaos because there has been quite a bit of chaos at our home over the last, I was going to say a few weeks, but probably if we're being honest, last year or more, but finding peace in the middle of that. But first, let's talk about what's saving our life. And mine, I've actually had this on my list that I've wanted to share for a few weeks, and it is water. I guess, speaking of whitewater rafting, it's water. You can't get much closer into saving your life than water. <laughs> oh, well, oxygen, I could say, or food, yeah. you know. But more in the context of with having babies and little kids, how much water can save your life in the sense of, it, if you are having a rough day and you just feel like, I don't know what to do, everybody's fussy, put them in the water or give them something to do with water. We were talking about this on Instagram stories and one of the ladies said, if you have got crabs, because your kids are crabby, put them in water. And one thing that I do almost every day, but it's kind of keep it in the back pocket is that if everybody's just sort of fussy and I just need something to have a change of scenery. We'll fill up the bathtub with about an inch of water and then I can lay baby D in there. Kirsten can sit right next to him. I have to watch them very closely because she tries to pull out his <laughs> G-tube, but it keeps them very occupied and we have some bath toys mm -hmm. and they just, he will sit in there. Well, he not sit. He'll, he'll lay in there for a long time and play. And so I can, you know, just kind of sit there and not have to worry about keeping them calm because the water just has that calming effect on them. But I was talking on Instagram and people were giving me some other ideas like putting Legos in the bathtub. And um, this mom was saying she will put fill up the bathwater, put her boys in there, put Legos in there, and they play Legos in the bathtub. And it just kind of, it's something different. And they think it's so fun. Huh. Or I loved this. Um, if you have a child that's maybe four or five, you can give them a paintbrush and a bucket of water and tell them to go paint the house. <laughs> Obviously you want to watch them okay. or paint rocks or, you know, and so when they're young enough that it's really cool and fun, but it's not messing anything up and it keeps them occupied. And so just so many different things that you can do with water. So water is saving my life because I feel like Pretty much every day for us, for the last few weeks, we have used the bath trick. And there have been days when we've had more than one bath because hmm. it's like, well, it's been a half a day. I think we can use another bath. Everybody just feels like that would be something to do. And I love that both Kirsten and Baby D really, really enjoy the water. Hmm. And it's just something, and it's a good sensory experience too. 
the book that I'm reading right now, I've been slowly going through it. It is Don't Miss Out by Jeannie Cunyon, and it's Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. I think there are 32 chapters, and they're short. I'm on chapter 17, and I just read one chapter every morning when I'm on the treadmill and just kind of let it marinate throughout the day. But what I really love about this book, I feel like that the concept of we have God's Spirit in us, and we can tap into His Spirit at any time. We can lean into His Spirit when we feel like we don't know what to do, when we're having a rough day, when life feels overwhelming. Just two nights ago, we had a really, really bad night where I feel like we were playing baby whack-a-mole. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably a really bad. But it just kind of felt like when you got one calm down, the other one popped up and then you get them calm down and then the other one pops up. And it just, it felt like that for hours of the night. And I woke up in the morning and was just exhausted. It's like that. We're just like, I need to get out of this bed. There are many things to do, but my body does not want to move out of this bed. And I had a really bad headache and just leaning into the Holy Spirit, being like, I have God's spirit in me and I can ask him to supercharge me with his supernatural power Mm -hmm. to go throughout this day. And I ended up having a great day. I went to bed with a headache, but I got more sleep that night. But he was so faithful. And so that's what I, I just love this book, the reminder of leaning into the Holy Spirit, what it means to have God's Spirit in us, what a gift that is, and how it can truly change our life. So again, that's Don't Miss Out by Jeannie Cunyon, Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. So I wrote a post on Instagram. It's something that I've been thinking of writing for quite some time, but it was kind of just all about how life is messy right now. And I was inspired to write this post because one of my friends, she's a single mom. She um, ended up having appendicitis and had to get her appendix out at just, you know, well, usually you don't plan to get your appendix out, but... (laughs) It was an emergency surgery and I found out she sent me a text at 8 a.m. in the morning and said she was going to have this surgery. And after some really digging, um, figured out that she was there all by herself. She didn't really want to admit that to me, but she was, you know, she's a single mom and she didn't have someone to be there with her. And you and I just felt really strongly drop everything, get in the car, go to the hospital. And I was there all day with her. And it was such a sweet day to just be able to go and sit with her. But when I came home that night, there was so much mess at our house. And it was just because I dropped everything and I had planned to get some projects done and get some things cleaned up. And that just didn't happen that day. And as I was walking through the door, kind of walking into our room and walking into all the undone things, it was just that reminder to me of life is messy right now. But there's so much beauty in the middle of the mess. And I wrote a post on Instagram about just the peace in the middle of the messes. And with foster care 
And with the revolving door of having teenagers, especially a teenager who is extremely extroverted, you never know who's going to be at our house. You never know who's going to be down playing with our podcast equipment. Like every day almost, there's somebody new, people are coming over, someone's staying the night. And, you know, I said in this post, if you were to drop by our home at any given day right now, you'd likely find that there are dishes in the sink, crumbs on the counter, and baby toys on the floor. My bed is probably unmade. I might not be out of my PJs yet. And it may smell like a very recent poopy diaper. (laughs) It's like our air fresher right now. (laughs) And sometimes we're just, you know, be like, what does that smell? Like there is a, I, I nope, nope. Didn't throw the diaper out. There it is. Okay. That's where the smell is coming from. I'll be holding a baby or running after a toddler. I will invariably need to leave the room multiple times to change a diaper or make a bottle or try to soothe a little one who is fussy. There will likely be teens coming and going, some I birthed, some who are just hanging out at our house for the day or spending the night. I might look a little tired since I haven't slept through the night in over a year. And my kids will most definitely be asking a few times what they can have for a snack. And I might be telling them that they're cereals eat, but don't eat all of it up because... That's what we're having for dinner too. My hospitality muscle has grown far beyond what I believed I was capable of. My heart has been beautifully broken and expanded. And I've gotten to see need in our community in an up-close and personal way. And my priorities have shifted in a pretty seismic way as a result. I can't go back to living in a safe and sterile bubble anymore, shielded from the needs and brokenness. And I have no desire to. Someday, I might have a clean room, a clean bathroom, and get an unbroken night's sleep all on the same day again. But for now, I get to see God's faithfulness and goodness and grace show up for me each and every day in the midst of the messes and my weakness. Yes, we've traded in a quieter, calmer, more organized life for one that might look and seem a little or a lot chaotic and loud. And yet I wouldn't trade the lessons we've learned or the blessings we've experienced or the relationships we've built for anything. And so this is just something that I've been thinking about a lot. There's a lot of messes in our life. And I love having a clean and organized home. But it feels like this is the season for just opening up my hands, trusting God, And doing the next right thing. And being okay that life is a little messy and can feel a little chaotic and often smell like a poopy diaper. But I was thinking, what are those things that have allowed me to have that peace in the middle of chaos? Just last night, one of my friends was saying to me, you know, Crystal, I look at your life and I feel like I could never do that. That would just feel overwhelming to me. But she was saying... You know, I I look at your life and I just know I could never do that. And God isn't calling her to that. But what is he calling you to step into? And is he calling you to step into something that might be a little messy? Someone commented on my Instagram post and they were talking about saying yes to God often means saying yes to life being messy. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you don't have a messy life, something's wrong with you. There are seasons for clean bathrooms and clean homes and 
houses that don't smell like poopy diapers. But sometimes I feel like we want to just play it safe and we want to have that perfect or not even perfect, but we want to not have the interruptions. I think it's impossible to not have a messy life because one person's mess is, is another person's not mess. But I mean, it's all in def- depends on how you define mess and what is messy. Well, and I was thinking more of like stepping into broken spaces. Because I feel like right now with foster care, there's just so much brokenness that is up close and personal. Mm-hmm. So much that we can't unsee. And you can't not carry it in a sense. And especially when you, we have a lot of friends who are fostering and the, the brokenness and the messes that they are stepping into and walking through. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just wish you could pretend that doesn't exist, but it does. And I think, you know, praying, God, break my heart for the things that break your heart. And it's a really profound place to be there where you're just experiencing this and you can't go back to where it's safe and sterile anymore because you know that God is calling you to step into these spaces. And for me, having that peace in the middle of chaos is, for one, knowing that it's a calling. Like, this is what God has called us to. Mm -hmm. And your calling is going to look different than my calling. Jesse, even in our marriage, you and I, while we're called to foster care, like we know right now we're called to show up and nurture and love baby D. Mm-hmm. But the way that we do that looks different. Right. And your gifts and the way that you love him and advocate for him looks different than the way that I love him and advocate for him. And so using the gifts that God has given us, but stepping into the calling that he has. And then recognizing that we can't do this in our own strength. Like I was talking about with the Holy Spirit, starting with that understanding, I can't do this in my own strength, but God, you've called me to this. And so I'm going to trust you to give me the grace to do what you've called me to do. And it's being in that space of just having my hands open every day to God, what have you called me to today? What are you asking for me to do today, to step into today? Who are you asking me to show up for, to love on, to pour into? How are you calling us to open the doors of our home and our hearts? But starting from that understanding that we can't do it in our own strength. And so for me, just really practically, it's starting with spending time in God's word and spending time in prayer. I've talked about this a lot, but praying through my day and praying over my day and asking God to show up in my day, to give wisdom for each interaction that I have with people and to give wisdom to know what is the next right thing. We can't help all the people. We can't do all the things. Just yesterday, we got a call about a 17-year-old girl and I know of another um, teenager that is in foster care looking, they're looking for a home. And, you know, I would love to say yes to every single situation, but we can't say yes to all the things right now, but we can say yes to what God has placed before us and having that confidence that this is what he's called us to. And we're going to step in it and say yes to it. 
leaning into the Holy Spirit and then looking for God to show up. I think that's the thing for me of just going throughout my day saying, God, I know that you're going to show up today in unexpected ways. And I'm excited to see how you're going to provide, to see how you're going to be faithful, to see where you're going to show up. And I think that there's just this anticipatory feeling going into my day of knowing that I can't do this in my own strength, but God is calling me to this. And so he's going to be faithful to carry me through this. And then I think it's also understanding that we have to rest too. We can't just go, 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 go. And part of opening up our hands and part of stepping into what God has called us to is also recognizing that there are seasons and hours and minutes where to step aside and to rest. Even Jesus went away and he rested. And so to have that posture, and that's honestly a way of us saying we aren't called to do it all and we don't have to be the one to fix all the problems. And so what has God called us to? Let's step into that in faithfulness and in trust. But when he gives us the space in our day or our week to rest, to also step into that and to know that we need to refuel and replenish so that we can do the work that he's called us to. But I was sharing all this and it just reminded me of, I got this email and this was from an, another podcast from a few weeks ago. I actually got this email almost three weeks ago, but it was from Janet. And she said, I've been a reader of Everything Money Savvy Mom since the very beginning. I have to send you a thank you for introducing me to a way of thinking. I've always wanted to be more extroverted with a welcoming home. She said she just bought the book, oh, just opened the door. And she said, like I explained in the podcast, she had just told herself that she was too shy, but it was really her insecurities. Mm. She said, you worded it exactly as my thought after every interaction. I would judge my, quote, performance and always come up short. She said, we've moved around so much. I always had a new chance to try to change with new groups of people. Last year, we moved into our forever home. And while I was overjoyed to have another chance to try again to make friends, I was also terrified that this was my last chance. My performance better be awesome. And I was so in my head after every interaction. Last week, when I listened to your podcast about having the very same issues, you spoke about relaxing in the knowledge that you are a child of God and he loves you as you are. So you just stopped trying to be more for others and that made you a better friend and host. This really spoke to me. For me, this is a life-changing realization. I'm going to get Love Center Parenting so I can read about it, but I had to thank you for sharing this thought as it's really made an impact on me. And we shared that in a podcast episode, I don't even know how many weeks ago, just about how I became more extroverted, but it really stemmed from that understanding of how much I am loved by God and that I don't need to do more, be more, try harder. It's not my job to make sure that I make everybody like me, but to rest in God's love for me and let his love flow out of me through to others. And I feel like it's the same when it comes to peace in the middle of chaos. When we come from that perspective of how much we are loved by God, and that we can rest in his love. Not only does it give me confidence to want to step into 
the brokenness and the mess, to show up even when it feels awkward, to say yes to things that feel uncomfortable, but then to have that peace in the middle of it of, I'm so loved by God. I can rest in his love. I can trust that he's going to give me everything that I need to do everything that he has called me to. And then just do the next right thing and not worry about three days from now, three hours from now, three weeks from now, three years from now, but just live today right where my feet are, right where God has called me to and trust him that he can use me because his spirit is in me to make a difference in the lives of those around me. And ultimately, that's for his glory. And so despite the messy bathroom and the messy room and the poopy diaper smell and the interruptions, there's peace, so much peace there. And I'm just grateful to be in this season of stretching because it's also stretched my faith in such profound ways because I've gotten to see God be so incredibly faithful. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.